0: Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Do you want to die, Sit-
2: It's your turn to scream, asshole.
3: From the streets of Woodsboro.
4: Back to the streets of Woodsboro. We are Halloweenies.
0: Welcome back to yet another episode of Halloweenies, a horror franchise podcast. Oh, a horror franchise podcast. Uh, we're getting a little uh, elevated here, as some might call it. Uh, very elegant, as always. Folks, I'm one of your hosts, Justin Gerber. Joining me is uh, somebody else with the last name Gerber, and his full name is?
3: That's Mackenzie Wolfman Mac Gerber. Uh, great and then we've full, also got coming in from the.
0: <laughs> that's great and we got the south side chicago and who's joining in his name uh mike vanderbilt three die mike vanderbilt die with, with special guest jeff fahey and then all the way over from new york new york frank sinatra's
2: own this is dan dracula colon leatherface caffrey
0: ah Whoa. very very deep uh, very very deep very very meaningful <sighs> And we are in such, usually we have our 25-minute introductions, but we've got so much to cover today, we had to limit our bits to four in the first minute and 15 seconds, because this is a very special episode that we're calling, get ready for this, Everybody sitting down? Because it's called 2022 Horror and Season 5 Preview. That's right, we're going to be talking about... 10 of the more highly anticipated movies to come out this year, at least 10 of the most uh, more or less intriguing movies to come out this year. These are definitely not uh, ranked by any means. Some of them may, in fact, end up being rank singular. And then, of course, at the end, we'll be talking a little bit about what we'll be doing for most of 2022, which is our fifth season, discussing the Evil Dead franchise. But before we do that, we, we we got we got to talk horror 2022 so we, we we kind of put together a list of about 2020 something movies that are coming out this year and then we all went through and kind of put X marks by the 10 that we'd be most I think most interested in discussing if that's, that's the fairest way to put it possibly except for Dan Caffrey who is a replacement on this episode so Caffrey had no say Look, at my, all uh, my he was at the
2: behest of us <laughs> my vote for the 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 most horrifying 2020 movie uh, would be the news cycle. Am I right? Uh, uh, turn I it right? on every day. It's a horror movie. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's crazy.
0: Oh, the Chiron left and right. Things are worse than ever yeah. as they once said in the dark night, which is not a horror movie. Um, but somebody's the, got a piece uh, out
4: there saying how the Dark Knight is really a horror movie. I <laughs> dare you to look right now. Oh good, you. my
0: good friend. I, I sure if you look up for Matt Reeves, the Batman, people are saying, you know, this is kind of a horror movie, this version of of the the Dark Knight. So keep in mind. Well, I'll tell you one thing that. about that
4: Ridley. He, he is certainly not my father's riddle or my Riddler, in fact, because I could technically be somebody's father who would be interested in that film. Hey, this I'm Riddler, in
2: that film. I'm excited about
0: that. I'm I know, and, and Caffrey, think I think you might agree no, with me. No, I, I'm, My, hold on, hold on. I think he, I think Mac <laughs> might agree with me too, and Caffrey. I feel like this Riddler that Paul Dan was playing, this guy's gonna be a little fucked up in the head. I feel like this is the one we're gonna get. This Riddler's a little more uh darker, as it were. I think we're gonna see some fucked up Batman for well, once. I'm with Dan. I'm, already,
3: I'm 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 excited about the Batman. <laughs> be funny. So I think to be the fair, new Riddler it has been. I think the listen, new Riddler is and I also think that um, we're finally going to see the versions uh, of some of these characters that we've all been waiting to see. Um, well, I'm just happy that we're finally
0: going to get the Penguin, Catwoman, Carmen Falcone, and the Batman on the big screen. And well, the
3: Riddler. To be honest, For the I'm very most first time. excited. I'm really only watching this movie because, so that I can watch the Penguin series on HBO.
0: Max. Mm. Well, you have to let me know all about that. But before I let you let me know all about that, let's talk about the movies we're not going to be talking about, including Sean Ellis' The Cursed Morbius, a comic book property. Uh, you won't be alone. The Northman, which might not even be a horror movie, but I Robert I guess is. gets pretty intense. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gets pretty intense. And
2: there's horror people in it. There's horror. Of course. People, and and another one, really one of those great. Uh, you know, those press it.
0: releases. The press releases that say, "Well, you know, this is actually Marvel's horror movie." And I'm talking about Doctor Strange. In the Multiverse of Madness, a Sam Raimi film.
4: Uh, Interested in Sam Raimi's name alone.
0: You got 100%, and don't worry, we will be talking about Sam Raimi later on in this episode. We are not absolutely going to be talking about Dark Harvest by David Slade of uh, 30 Days of Night fame, Hannibal fame, and of course, you can't forget, the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Uh, We will not be talking about Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling, even though it does look pretty interesting. Florence Pugh, this is going to be her... This is a little more suspenseful, a little more thrilling than Booksmart, although I'll tell you what, high school could be pretty suspenseful. (laughs) Am I right, folks? We're not going to talk about the return of (laughs) Dario Argento with his Giallo film Dark Glasses. We're not going to be talking about Keith Thomas's Firestarter remake. We're not going to be talking about Justin Simeon's Haunted Mansion reboot, or... Eh, I don't know if, I'm sure if they're rebooting the Eddie Murphy film But they're definitely making another Haunted Mansion movie <laughs> And, and uh, a movie that hasn't even been officially announced But God bless them, they worked so hard It could come out tomorrow Insidious, the Dark Realm Apparently directed by uh, the star of Insidious And the Conjuring films, Patrick Wilson We will not be discussing Prey The uh, new Predator film Directed by Dan Trachtenberg Whoa, whoa. But we will be talking about these first 10 movies Let's, you know what, we've got the 10 here We're going to kind of go in chronological order Until we get to the two B announced Which is roughly 40% of this list What we should do is Let's give our temperature ratings Like where, where do we stand in Like, uh, So for, for folks who don't live in the States and, and don't practice Fahrenheit Practice Celsius If we said we're at 100 degrees that means it's really hot. We're really looking forward to this movie a lot. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. You're saying the 100 it's, it's degrees is a, a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. If we're at like 10 degrees, we are. it's really ice cold. We have no interest in this movie. You know what I mean? So any, anything in between, you know, we'll kind of figure it all out from there. But we're, looking at this list, before we really dive into it, God forbid we do, anything on time. Matt Gerber, where do you think, how, how, do you, how are you feeling about horror this year when you look at the, the list of movies? And, of course, inevitably... There will be some dark horses done, or even on this list that will come out and and will hopefully wow us. How do you feel about this list coming on twenty twenty two?
3: Honestly, our our out of our ten list. Uh, well, first of all, you had to be at a hundred degrees with Patrick Wilson's insidious entry, but Oh uh, of course, my, should have been talking that, about that top. But my ten, but after this, on this list, I, I'm honestly I'm at about a 90 percent. A wow 90% because 90 I degrees max because me, think about 90%. this you, <laughs> yeah because think about this we've got all of it's just fun to have all of these big properties being revisited i'm talking about you mm-hmm. know evil dead i'm talking about hellraiser and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh i just feel like i don't know if any of it's going to be any good but I'm at least looking forward to seeing if any of it's good, you know, like there's, there's a lot of landmarks throughout the year now that I'm looking forward to, whereas usually we don't get much of anything until October, if that, and, mm-hmm. uh, with a couple movies maybe sporadically dropped. Uh, so yeah, I'm at, I'm at a, uh, what did I say? 90, 90 degrees,
0: 90 degrees. It's hot in here. Let's all keep our clothes on. <laughs> Come on. Like, kids might be listening, but not watching. One of our, if not the eternal optimist of the Halloweenies is Dan Caffrey, And uh, I'm not even going to f- deign to guess what your temperature is for 2022 in horror. But looking at the list we've got here, what you, where are you coming in at? Dan? are you coming in ice cold or icy hot?
2: Oh, icy. I well, look, you know, I'm really scared about climate change. So I don't want to come in too hot, but I have to. So it's 100 degrees. Look, I, I, I always think there's a ton of great content every year um especially right now that i I know we keep joking like the movies are back but i've been going to the movies in theaters a lot lately it's felt really nice um i talked about this in the halloween kills episode it felt great to be in a packed horror theater just with people howling along to this movie whether or not they liked it or not um i know that's not going to be the case with all these films some of them are smaller some of them are independent some of them are going to be screened at home um i would say what could very well end up being the worst movie on this list I am a 100, 100 degrees excited about, and we'll get to it in a little bit. So, I think if that doesn't say I'm excited about horror, then I don't know what does. Um, there's, I even just googled, I googled just a joke article that um, I won't, uh, we won't go into about about the Dark Knight <laughs> right now. And something came up underlaid to the Dark Knight, some Finnish horror movie at Sundance called Hatching. And, and the picture is this little girl, the huge egg hunter bed. I have no idea if it's supposed to be good. I don't know what it's about. It just looks cool. I'm excited about horror. I'm excited to be back in theater with people. Um, I know there's variants and all that, and that's a thing. But it, look, color me excited. I can't give a more enthusiastic answer than
0: that. Well, look, the movies are back. Uh, Vanderbilt, would you agree? <laughs> or are the movies back?
4: I mean, I really didn't stop going. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, in discussing temperature, I'm going to have to go with our list. I'm going to go at a strong 70% because all these movies were made after 1996.
0: That's very true. We have to. We will, as we go through, we'll confirm the year in which these were made, and in which the year in which they are coming out. As we know, Vanderbilt, it, it, he likes Broken Arrow, but God will help us all if we go beyond that. I mean, forget it. John Woo's last great.
2: John Woo's last great picture. Uh, might, and by
0: great, you mean greatly disappointing.
2: <laughs> maybe we'll see. But hey, we we see uh, music from Broken Arrow pop up in current horror movies all the time. So maybe you're in it, it's it's really, the test of time. What I love the most about it is it takes me
4: back to that Saturday afternoon going to see Broken Arrow and trying to remember through the whole movie trying to figure out where I knew the chick from. And it was – she was the princess in Mario Brothers.
0: Now, she sure uh, was. She was also uh, Gabriel Noir. There is a uh... –
3: a connection to to Mr. Wu uh, from one, one of the films in this. Uh, we'll get the Six Degrees, if you will. And right. We'll get we'll get there.
2: Is it Six Degrees it of Wu? Didn't Broken Arrow have the Howie scream in it too? The the, yeah, yeah. the Mountain Dew it scream.
0: Does. It does. <laughs> <Arrow>. But no, the <laughs> the origin is actually from the Ninth Configuration.
2: Interesting. I did not know that. I thought it was. I always thought it was from a. Yeah. But, but it got used that, in Broken Arrow, so it got yes. called the Howie scream. But I, uh, I, I thought that that
0: was uh,
3: like the the Ray Harryhausen uh, scream.
2: There's the Wilhelm scream, but I think that's yeah. way before Ninth Configuration. So who knows? Yes, uh, but Wilhelm the scream is from the
4: 30s or 40s. Yeah. yeah. The point yeah, is, Broken way, Arrow is very
2: important
0: and and resonates in the culture today. yes <laughs> It does. Thank you. Thank you, Dewey's theme or what's it called like brothers or something like that camera what the it's, thing called it's, it's called brothers it's on my brothers. 20
4: it's now on my 2022 every year i do a well I, I know we're not supposed to use spotify anymore but it's just easier for me <laughs> every year we i do a an oral diary on spotify where songs that come up at you know at moments in my life and the and brothers off of the broken arrow soundtrack is now on there because of inclusion in five cream
2: and not the
0: and interesting- not the war on Drugs song brothers which is also great there's a lot of great Brothers songs and Brothers movies like the Toby Maguire Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Brothers. Never saw it. It's great. All right. our temper Oh, I can give you my temperature. Ah, 75. Okay, let's go into the list here. We've got our 10 movies. Let's start at the very top. Folks, I know you've all got your plans for Valentine's Day on February the 14th. Why don't you hold off until February 18th? Because... Mommy and Daddy Netflix have got the movie for you. I'm talking about a movie. Get ready for this title. It's pretty cool. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Directed by David... I see your vanderbilt laughing. Directed by David Blue Garcia. Starring Sarah Yarkin. Elsie Fisher of 8th grade fame. And and Castle Rock fame. Uh, Nell Hudson and Olsen Furry. I hope I pronounced that correctly. She was in, of course, uh, the film Mandy. By... Cosmatos, not George P. Cosmodos, but his son. This premise is Melody, her teenage sister Lila, and their friends Dante and Ruth head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas for business. However, things turn into a nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of Leatherface, the deranged serial killer. Matt Gerber When was the what was the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie you saw?
3: Uh, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, right? Okay. In theaters sure. with, I believe, you and Mike, maybe?
0: maybe uh, Dan, were you there as
2: well?
3: Dan maybe Cassidy? it was Dan. I can't remember. I
0: was,
2: yeah. Yeah, I was with yeah. you guys. Yeah, because that um, we were laughing we at the go get him. Cause. Go get
3: him, cuz. Yes. And I got to say, you know, even though I didn't think that movie was very good, I still had a blast. I was one of those hooting and hollering fellers in the theater that Dan loves so much. Um, but yeah, that was the last chainsaw flick that I saw, except for rewatching too <laughs> for our commentary the other month. But yeah, I, I personally, uh, you know, always, always, always happy to see Leatherface back. Now I have a question. Mm. It, what what is this? Is this a requel, sequel, well, much of all, I can tell you right now. Re- Okay.
0: This is much like Texas Chainsaw 3D was a quote-unquote direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is also a direct sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974, right? Isn't that the first one, the original? Sorry yeah. Although but it's not,
2: weird because the, so, the first one has chainsaw as two separate words, which man, I always thought was really strange. You took the words yep. right out of my mouth, Dan yep. That's
4: why I don't trust this fucking movie from the get-go <laughs> because they couldn't even get the title right.
3: If you if you were
4: reading an article <laughs> online, let's say at one of the many great online uh, critical sites that we have these days, and like there was a typo in the headline, mm. how would you feel about the rest of that article going into it? You're automatically your, your guard is up.
0: Well, well, two things. I believe in the years since they made chainsaw one word. In the dictionary. Am I correct? Is it an urban don't legend? Am right? I forgetting that? Is it a Mandela effect situation?
2: I, I, I don't know because here's the thing because the Ramones have that song Chainsaw, um, which is inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they and mispronounce they, massacre. They, yeah, yeah, they do. They mispronounce a lot of stuff, but they, they, they also spell it's it It's a Chainsaw strong New York to, accent. Two words, but then Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. It's one word, which is I think how it should be spelled. And this is funny too because the first one is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, this is just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, because
0: here is the reason why I think because the original is the definitive, and this is just eh, yeah. it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. You know, they're not really they're, <laughs> they're not trying to double down on the definitive version. <laughs> eh, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, sure. Okay, so anyway, this yeah, once again, it dismisses all the other eighty five movies and remakes and everything else. Taking little steps from little Halloween 2018, maybe, uh, but apparently, this is going to have Sally back as an older uh, uh, woman. Obviously, it's been 50 years, so she's going to be in this as well. I think that is the character that's being played by the actor Olson uh, Forre. God, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. She was in Mandy, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I might. I. I. Uh, this was filmed in Bulgaria. There was a lot of interesting you know, things when I on IMDb of, trivia.
4: When I think of the <laughs> South, uh, I think of little brisket, little uh, little big little. red soda, or is it? Uh, yeah, big red. Uh, you know, the bubblegum yeah. Bumble, one and and Bulgaria. Those Good
0: alliteration, things. at least. Wasn't GBs. Crawl
2: filmed in Bulgaria, which is also the South kind of? Uh, Wasn't that Bulgaria? It was it was some like European country? It I, was I think you might but to be
0: fair, it was South Bulgaria so you know they're (laughs) trying to keep it consistent at least uh that's well i mean bulgaria is the least of my worries to be totally honest with you uh the imdb trivia had some very uh i'll put it this way i believe sometimes you look at imdb trivia and you, you call bullshit the trivia on this was pretty well uh written i think that it was all very true and but somehow a lot of that is now gone and let's just say that the early reviews, the early test audiences, were not very favorable when it comes to this film that's coming out. But, uh, you know, look, it's produced by Fede Alvarez, who directed a movie that we'll be talking about later on this year. He also is credited for the co-story. Now, that co-story might very well be, well, let's just get rid of the other eight movies and pick up 50 <laughs> years later. I mean, that counts. That's a story. Give, I just give told me you my, a story. Give me my check. <laughs> yes. Give me my check, Netflix carte blanche yeah i feel like netflix had like ozark and texas chainsaw massacre at the very top of their netflix <laughs> we, more like we check gotta make flicks. sure this gets it right
4: more like checkflix check. the way they're
0: putting out these movies huh checkflix two words uh so you know what i haven't even seen i have not even seen it's called leatherface right the 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 prequel that came out a couple years ago yeah i, I saw, saw that one,
2: one. i thought it's pretty okay. good i actually thought that was pretty decent it's, yeah it's it's fine.
4: Like, uh, it, it, the twists and turns it takes are pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That was a straight to video. That was not straight to video. Well, my, I mean, that's probably like the third or fourth best
4: 2019, series, I, I
0: think. think, or 2017,
4: yeah.
2: maybe.
4: I, those a
0: few years ago. I put
2: it above, I mean, I put it above 3D Next Generation and the other Leatherface. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was, I mean, it's not amazing, but I, it was, but like, it was one of those better than it had any right to be kind of movies. Um, know what's interesting about this one though i just found out is colin stetson's doing the music which that's a plus like he's a that's super avant-garde.
0: i can't believe that
2: I, I don't know man i it's funny because i i am excited for this movie this is what i meant when i said oh the film i'm most excited about could very well be the worst i mean i'm excited just because it is a new texas chainsaw oh, i thought
0: you were talking about halloween <laughs> no 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 no. Hell, <laughs> i really no, did halloween i thought that's what you're going for rock,
2: dude. but um i will say this i was reading just the most recent interviews and none of the filmmakers are really t- saying anything about like the story or the progressive nature of the plot. Everything's just been, Oh, we had the original chainsaw on set and I touched it every day for good energy. And, Oh, we got John Lair All it's doing is doing references to the old. Oh, we're really excited about all these seventies references it has, which who knows, maybe they're just trying to play the cards close to the chest, but I worry that the movie's only appeal is going to be Easter eggs. Um, that being said, mm. I'm still very excited. for
3: I have an answer on the dictionary thing. Ah, yes, please. Merriam-Webster's we'll Dictionary me. still has it as two separate words. Now, my thought is that because of the um, the connection with this film and giving Chainsaw's bad name, they decided to make it one word so it was a separate entity from the actual Chainsaw so that Chainsaw distributors uh, will go uh,
0: untarnished. Well, here's the confusion, Matt, because I'm looking at mcmillan dictionary and chainsaw is one word, but I mean, why are we going to different dictionaries? Why aren't you
3: just reading the Merriam Webster dictionary
0: like I was? You know, color sometimes colors got you. You know what I mean? Words are in flux. That's what I always say. They're always they're always moving around, changing around. So you never know. Texas Massacre coming out February eighteenth. Mercifully. Gonna be dropped right there on Netflix so we can watch it. We don't have then, to worry about like, yeah, do I want to pay twenty dollars to see this? No, you just watch it on Netflix. It's right there. Did, did you watch the trailer, Netflix. Justin? I you know I did not and I'm not going to. I'm gonna go into this as I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go into this as cold as it probably is in Bulgaria. Well I gotta say, I watched I watched
3: a trailer again right before this. And I'll be damned if it doesn't look exactly like every Texas Chainsaw movie that's come out in the last twenty years. Well, um, really it does I'm very service. excited, but I honestly, you could put footage from all the last, the last three or four movies, and I would would not be able to distinguish which was which
0: you know, I will say this about Bulgaria before we get off topic. People are listening to Bulgaria, thank you first of all. um the climate is generally continental with cold winters and warm to hot summers, so it maybe they film this in the in the heat of the summer up in Bulgaria over in Bulgaria, I should say. We'll find out on February 18th. Next up. Now, this is one I'm actually genuinely interested in because it's been a while since its director has delivered a horror movie. Um, He had been busy. He directed a couple episodes, ironically enough, of the Scream TV series, which I was shocked to see when I was watching it a couple years ago. Uh, His last movie was actually, I thought, pretty good. It was a Western called In the Valley of Violence with Ethan Hawke and... John Travolta, who gives a a genuinely fun, good performance in that, by the way. The director.
3: There's your connection.
0: Oh, there we go. (laughs) The director is Ty West. The movie is X, coming out in only a couple months, March 18th. Now, Ty West, of course, uh, directed House of the Devil, The Sacrament, The Innkeepers, uh he did Cabin Fever 2, but that was kind of taken away from him. He does not like to claim that movie. He also did the movie, if one of you three know this, what was the movie of Tom Noonan that he did when he was really young? It's I think turkey's um, in the title. There's Trigger Man and the Roost. The Roost, the that's roost. the one. Roost,
2: yeah.
0: Not to be confused with the, the meal by the way.
2: <laughs> turkey.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you got Roost, Turkey. Well we what else are we talking about here? The turkey roost. Um, so let's let's talk about this. The, the trailer has dropped for this. And once again, I did not watch it. Hey, I, I watched I, I'm, I'm and... not trustworthy of a trailer. So, Vanderbilt, what do you think? Let
4: me this? tell you, this one also looks like every other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie oh, that really? has ever come out. But in well, you know way.
0: what? It, it's funny, Mike, because here's the premise. At a secluded farmhouse in Texas, Bulgaria.
4: Uh, in yeah, Bulgaria. You know. <laughs> but it was filmed <laughs> in Texas. But, uh, a film crew West, arrives. Though, so I trust well, a film
0: it. crew arrives to shoot an adult film. Ooh, yes. Their hosts, a reclusive elderly couple, take a special interest in their young guests. As night falls, the couple's leering interest turns violent.
4: Um, we'll I was, Look, I'm 100% I was,
0: in on this one. I yeah, I
4: was joking about it looking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but Ty West movies are always kind of resemble something else that came before them, but they're always usually interesting. Like I really like this film, The Sacrament, which yeah. is pretty much just a... Fictionalized telling of the Jonestown massacre, hundred yeah. percent. But it was tense, and it was cool, and it was good, and I like this one bringing in the uh, adult film element.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, my friends and I, we did a trailer for one of those trauma um, trailer exploitation collections uh, called "Don't Pull Out." That was uh, about <laughs> a bunch of it was about a, a porno crew filming a horror movie. It was more Giallo influenced, so I'm here for it. I
0: think it looks kind of cool. I'm ready for this too, yeah. uh, Mac. What do you think? Well, I was in
3: uh, watching Scream again on the big screen and this trailer popped up and it was right after I had read from Randall and y'all that the trailer gave too much away. So I was watching it, but I, I was looking away. I was looking to the left. I was looking to the right. I was listening to it, but I was trying not to pay attention to it too much. From what what I did see, I thought looked pretty fun. Uh, I don't think they go too far, but you know, We watch so many movies, we can put these things together if you watch the trailer too Mm -hmm. many times. Uh, I was happy to see that my MVP from Scream is in it, Jenna Ortega. Uh, That's right, good cast Uh, Mia Um, Goth is in this, Brittany
0: Snow, and Kid Cudi.
2: Kid Cudi is in this. A Um, huge Cutter fan. And he's been doing a lot of great horror work lately, I think, on (laughs) Creepshow. And for real, I really do think, I like his music, I like his acting. I hear he's great in Jim White, which I've never seen. Um, I hear it's an awesome movie. James White. I'm definitely well, I say Jim to him. White. <laughs> you said Jim yeah, White. Well, him and I are Jimmy. friends. So, yeah, you know, Jim Jim White. White. Rick, Ricky Dryfish, Jimmy White, uh, Marty Scorsese, and I all hanging out at um, uh, uh what's that Italian restaurant in Hollywood? Oh, I was going to say uh, the Olive Dan Garden. Tana's. Dan Tana's,
0: is that what it's called? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, Dan Tanna's, Yeah, there you go. Me Harry Dean stand playing piano in the corner. Yeah.
0: Oh, so Dan. Into this movie?
2: Yeah, it's Ty West. I haven't seen the Valley of Violence, but I did rewatch uh, the, Devil's, uh, the Devil's Rejects, House of the Devil, uh, in October with uh, our friend Casey Bentley. And man, that holds up. And I feel, and I hear what you mean. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I hear what you mean about oh, it looks like Texas Chainsaw. But I do feel like he is such a stylist, and he borrows from the past in the right way that I'm, mm. I'm excited about this film. Mac. I
3: think the reason it looks like Texas Chainsaw is that it was shot in New Zealand. <laughs>
0: I love this. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> well, to listen, be fair, to be fair, yeah, uh, probable best picture nominee, The Power of the Dog, also shot over there in New Zealand, I believe. New so Zealand's got a lot of West. Place, it's, it's in the West. Yeah.
3: it is very cheap right now to shoot in New Zealand, as we know. You know, uh, The Evil Dead, Ash for the Evil Dead, shot in New Zealand primarily,
0: and a movie um, that we'll be talking about later on in this list. Also filmed in New Zealand, so keep that in mind yeah. too. You know, look, it, I'm all in it, on it, this. Well, I can't wait. I'm looking forward, looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to the Thai West movie for years. It's been years since a Thai West movie came out. Dan I mentioned. It's doing well. I was so going to say Dan
4: it. mentioned Devil's Rejects. Like it definitely has like, like it looks like a more stylish version of a Rob Zombie movie. But,
0: okay. Low, low, low bar down to
4: I like Rob. I think I like Rob Zombie more than. That a lot of people... At
0: least hear. me. At least you like him more than at least me. But guess what? We'll be talking about Mr. Zombie Mr. Zombie, later on in this episode. But before we get to him, you know, I mentioned Ethan Hawke in Ty West's In the Valley of Violence, but he's going to be in a horror movie this year called The Black Foam, which comes out on June 24th, directed by Scott Derrickson, who did Sinister with Mr. Hawke. It was also, I believe, co-written by C. Robert Cargill, who... Co-wrote or wrote *Sinister* with Ethan Hawke, and this movie also stars Mason Thames, the always reliable Jeremy Davies, and the great James Ransone, who was also in *Sinister*. This is what I've been told. Here's the plot, folks: Finney Shaw, a shy but clever thirteen-year-old boy, is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. When the disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring. Finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims. Now, this is also, I should say, based on a short story found in 20th Century Ghosts by Dan. Mr. Joseph Hill, and son of is... Stephen King. Um, so I'm sure you've read that short story of all I, of us,
2: right? I have. It's funny. I read. I've. I think I've read all of Joe Hill's work at this point. Um, it's a great short story collection, but I, we are talking about this over at the Losers Club, uh, me and Jen. I can't remember this short story at all. Um, I think what happens, too, in a collection where every single story is a banger, in a weird way, a lot of them kind of take over the memory of the other ones, if that makes sense. Like, there's three stories I remember from that collection so well, and this is not one of them. But I I am excited about it because I don't remember there being a dud in the bunch. And I think it's got an awesome team behind it. More Ethan Hawke and more horror movies, please. I think he, like, brings like genuine complexity to the roles he in. I love Sinister, so yeah. Uh, another one I'm excited. Hey, man, I'm, I'm three for three so far. Excited about all three of these movies.
0: Hey, Ethan Hawke, he commits. I've never seen Ethan Hawke sleepwalk his way through a movie, even if everybody else in the production might be. What about Sleepers? Mac, I'm... Ethan Hawke? <laughs> Stupid. Oh, my God. All right, well, you for one, Dan there's the please yes the, the sly whistle for that one dan you got one over me this time
2: <laughs> wait is he not in he's sleepers in he's not even in, fucking in, sleepers. My I in sleepers i don't think he's in sleepers
3: that's why i was really up, confused it, for a I second i was really it, confused by it, your, Marone, the same Marone. Marone. i think
2: brad pitt
4: sort of looks like young ethan hawk in sleepers yeah i think he got think the, the contacts nice,
0: in that one nuts mac oh, wow. what about you what do you think about the black phone first of all you had a red phone for a long time your thoughts on black phones
3: uh love black phones love red phones i've got my red phone i'm looking at it right now uh yeah. i i'm i'm looking forward to this I, I saw the trailer and i agree with y'all i think ethan hawk always delivers looking forward to moon Knight. uh
2: hellraiser nice now scott
3: derrickson's hellraiser inferno i've come around on that film uh in recent years after mm. six other films came out after that though <laughs> they weren't very good um but i'm excited to watch sinister cuz dan praises it and now i have prime again and i can watch it i'm going to watch sinister 2 which was produced by uh, i think
0: the sinister distribution models kind of sinister cuz that thing is popping over it's on showtime for a minute and it's on stars and it's over here on netflix It's jumping all over the place i
3: can't i can't hold it down so i got to watch it soon um, but yeah the trailer looks pretty good i'm not a big fan of the idea of the phone and the i know i the my whole thing is, I don't want it to get really sentimental and sappy with the previous victims stuff. Like, just be scary. I, I don't. I don't want like the. I don't. I don't need the ghosts of the previous victims like ganging up on him at the end. Like, this is a December song,
0: okay? Um, Ooh, well, Mac. I don't think this is hug me horror <laughs> hashtag hug me horror. Vanderbilt, I hope not. I hope feel not. About I, I want
3: phone. I hope not. I want. I want it to be pretty terrifying. Uh,
4: the concept looks cool, if a little like. Overused. It reminds me of the last season of True Detective. Mm. It reminds me of uh Stephen King's. It reminds me of The Outsider. And and it, you know, I I love. Obviously, I I joke about not liking movies made after nineteen ninety six. But now it seems so many horror movies have to be a period piece set in the late seventies, early eighties, because mm. so much of technology prevents certain things from happening. But I'll tell you why I'm looking for this now. The trailer does look pretty good, but I'm I like like see robert Cargill as a writer i appreciate that he's on twitter like doling out that advice for young writers on a daily basis so i think i'm i think he's just an all-around good dude and i'm looking forward to see what he brings to this movie <laughs> You,
0: yes i would agree with everything you just said especially about mr Cargill, uh, a beacon of positivity on, on that wasteland that can be twitter often um you know, it's I, I've enjoyed whatever 20th Century Ghosts. As a matter of fact, this is the next story for me to read. Is the Black Phone, and I started this that damn collection two years ago. Got a little distracted by the pandemic, and I haven't gone back to finish it yet. But uh, look, I'm in on this one too. I'm looking forward to this movie. Uh, Mac, your your birthday is only a couple days before, but we might have to ditch whatever party plans you've got to go see the Black Phone at our local AMC.
3: I've already got my ticket purchased. purchase. They, they, they're they holding two at the front desk for me.
0: Well, hopefully, they got a couple more. I don't want to go just a few.
2: I'm laughing at our local AMC. <laughs> <laughs> two weird plugs. Disney
0: Plus. We plugged Disney Plus, AMC, and all those streaming services so far. Hey, We've hey. only been going for 33 minutes.
4: Kidnapping kids feels good in your local AMC.
0: That's right. Well, especially here and in, 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 uh, in this city. Um, there's no way to transition out of that, so let's transition into this. <laughs> nope. July 22nd. Now, this is, of course, uh, 20 days after my father's 68th birthday, <laughs> so keep that in mind. Mark your uh, calendars, directed, listeners. Uh, I'm sure they already did, of course. Directed by the great Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, K- Kiki Palmer, Steven Yeun. And folks, haven't seen him in decades, thrilled he's back. Michael Wincott is going to be in this movie. I couldn't believe it.
2: It, Here is the great thing about this movie. Thought he was not with us, just because it's been a minute. No, because he he was also
0: in um, West Westworld on HBO. Uh, I didn't finish Westworld. I love Caffrey. you're you're thinking about Tom Sizemore. Um, A new terror from (laughs) the mind of Academy Award. No, he's 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 alive. (laughs) But let's be honest. A new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. Guess what? I, I know nothing about this movie. Isn't this great that you love it? I think it's how There's, two people, there's it... two people. At, I feel like there's two people, and correct me if I'm wrong. There are now two people in, the, in the, the film industry who you don't have to know anything about the movies going in, and they, they're kind of like their own IP. You know what I mean? They, they go past Marvel or Star Wars or any these other IP. Christopher Nolan and Jordan Peele. I feel like if people know there's a Christopher Nolan movie coming out, they're automatically going to be just intrigued to go see it. Same with Jordan Peele, I feel like at this point. I don't know how much he's going to give away of this plot. Right now, Mac, you made a great observation about the poster because the poster is this, kind of looks like a a small town in a mountain region or at least a very hilly region, and there's a dark cloud above with a kite. And Mac, what was the comparison you made to that cloud uh, in the sky with the kite well, thing. just and the, like... And the, and, the, and the flags hanging down off of it.
3: Now, just like when, when with the Blumhouse release of Blair Witch, it was originally called The Woods, I think Nope is secretly uh, uh, going to be revealed that uh, at some point that this is Back to the Future 4. As mm-hmm. we all know, at the end of Back to the Future 2, the DeLorean... Uh, Is hovering above the street um, with a very similar uh, f- a flag trail, uh, <laughs> kite trail uh, uh, down from the DeLorean, and it could be very well hiding in that cloud. Now I don't think that's really happening. I don't know what's going on with this film. I know when I saw, first saw the tr- the poster, I thought it was a Pixar film. Uh, <laughs> all, having said all of that, I love I love Get Out. I really enjoyed Us, uh, yes. and I'm really intrigued. I mean, I, I, I think you're right, Justin. I, I, Jordan Peele one of those guys where I, I don't need to know anything about this movie other than this poster. I'm already interested in seeing it. I would love to just sit down in theater, only having seen this poster, and just seeing, you know, what's going to happen. Mac, uh, what
0: was your other alternate title for this again?
3: Oh, um, it was, a... <laughs> it was, kite uh, <laughs> cloud. <laughs> 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 so, know,
2: I laugh I laugh because cloud. I'm genuinely
3: I'm genuinely interested and excited about this movie um, but it just made me you know I think I it's, feel like that with good, most of the things bit. that we it's love funny. but most of the things that we love I think we, we love to make fun of and tear down oh yeah we love absolutely them so Look, I, listen much. you
0: know me I, I would much rather hear a, a great bad joke than a great joke every single time let's, let's rock and roll <laughs> uh, okay. Vanderbilt, you speak? No, no, your okay, thoughts on Tight Cloud July 22nd. I was a big fan of
4: Get Out. I really thought, Mm. I was really impressed with that. I thought it was very cool. I thought it was like one of the better horror comedies this side of an American werewolf in London. I remember comparing it to that when it came out because like it was funny despite what some people (laughs) would say it is satire that's it's oh yeah it's 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 a very dark kind of of comedy though but i was disappointed with us i thought that was uh, i thought that was a misstep and i was disappointed with his uh not that he really had much to do with aside from being the producer with his twilight zone reboot so i would say cautiously optimistic but definitely intrigued because to your points that you were making that we don't know anything about it. We've just got this poster
0: in the cast. Well, you know what happened? We reached out to his representatives and asking, can we please get the premise? And, you know, what they told me. Nope.
2: Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just, Justin, I'm a, I'm glad you made that pun because I hope it's good. And I'm with, I'm with Vanderbilt. I didn't hate us, but I had mixed feelings on it. I, this is going to be one of those movies, if it's not good, you know a bunch of asshole critics are just going to be saying like, oh, nope, lives up to its title. Or or if it's really good and really scary, you know people on Twitter are just going be like, nope. Because, you know, the thing they do when they, oh, <laughs> oh nope, nope, <laughs> oh, a, a clown, nope. Not nothing. today,
0: Jesus. And, <laughs> let me add
4: something clown. to that, too. Like nope. Even yeah. Jordan Peele has said that he doesn't want to be known as the guy who only makes important socially conscious horror movies and i don't Mm -hmm. think that's what he was trying to do with us but there were so many reviews that that tried to look for something that i don't think was there so i'm curious to see how he if how he responds to that with this
3: but i mean this almost we're 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 looking at this and thinking okay well us and get out were very like serious horror films that took themselves seriously why do we think from the name nope that this is going to be not like a horror comedy or something. You know what I mean? Like right. it could be, it could like, because he, because he doesn't want to get pegged as that it's very possible that, you know, this could just be like a fun horror movie. And I'd be down with that too. You know, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, on. like <laughs> Jordan Peele, like, like very very funny human being uh, in charge of a horror property, a horror comedy that could work. And, and that's a hard line to walk, but I, I would trust it in his hands.
4: It would certainly work better than the other big, uh, comedy guys who are taking a stab at the horror film franchises these days, huh?
0: Wait, was that a pun? <laughs>
4: Not really. I was just making fun of Halloween again. Oh, you said stop. I, was I staying on brand for commentary. the show. Come on. I was just talking shit.
1: You guys, you know it has been nicer lately? And in Wisconsin, you never quite know when winter is going to be in, but it's been nice for like four days in a row. And I'm like, if sunnier days are coming, it's time to fuel up. And so I'm going back to my factor meals that no prep, no mess. I want to hit my weight goals before it's time to hit that beach. You've got options like calorie smart, protein plus, keto, Factor has these fresh, never-frozen meals. dietitian approved guys. And here's the big thing for me. Keeping out of the kitchen as much as possible. Two minutes and these meals are ready. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. You've always got time. So treat yourself. They have 35 different meals to pick from. 60 add-ons to choose every week. You're always going to have new stuff to try. Have it whenever you want. It's effortless, guys. So if you'd like to try it yourself, head to factormeals.com badmovies50 and use code badmovies50 to get 50% off your first box. Plus... 20% off your next month. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off of your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
0: Hey, listen! I love the righteous, the righteous gemstones is doing terrific this year. Love, love what the love what the Halloween gang is doing over there. I wish they'd stay in, in that county where uh, gemstone churches are right now. But God bless them. We'll talk about them in a moment. But before we get there, uh, so there's a signpost up ahead, much like Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, and the signpost says, 10 uh, miles to Salem's Lot, September 9th, directed by, definitely a writer director, Gary Dauberman." Starring <laughs> the always reliable. He, good, listen, this is a solid cast, folks: Bill Camp, William Sadler, Alfrey Woodard, and of course, Pilo Asbeck, who was in Game of Thrones. If you if you saw him, you know you know you know who yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Very good. Um, Here is the premise for all of you non Stephen King heads out there: A writer returns to his hometown and discovers that the residents are being turned into vampires. Look. I love the book Salem's Lot. Uh, very good. One of my first King books I ever read when I was a young boy, decades upon decades ago at this point. Uh, I always liked the Toby Hooper TV miniseries. Some great images in that movie, in that miniseries. Uh wasn't so high on the TNT Rob Lowe version. I forgot I mean, all about uh, that
2: it's not good yeah a
0: lot of people have Vanderbilt you're not alone
2: I still can't believe that so, the Chappellee guys because I love Chappellee and it, it feels like such a different thing to me
0: well you know you think you live and learn 20 years later you know lots changed I'm sure in their own career more freedom for sure yeah Um, my one concern is that this is the guy who wrote and directed this is the guy who does kind of funhouse horror like the Annabelle movies the Conjuring films for me Sam's Lot works best as this kind of Quiet takeover of the town I'm not sure and As I say this Some of the scariest parts In Salem's Lot The Toby Hooper one Are like the jump scares But I feel like This this property works best As kind of like A, a quieter entry Not a bunch of People Like Vampires screaming Or jumping out of the blue You know what I mean uh, Mac what do you think About this particular uh, Entry This upcoming entry Of Salem's Lot
3: uh, I think the cast Is really promising uh, I'm, I'm about 50 50- 50 degrees on this because the cast uh, balances out Doberman's involvement. Uh, I just really don't think he's a good screenwriter. Now, Dan, he, you know, he developed, uh, maybe it looks like he only did the teleplay, but I'm thinking of. Uh, I mean, he, he, for, he for wrote, and produced thing, right? a swamp
2: thing, which was did, great. Did I you thought. like that? And look, I, yeah, I love it, man. And I love, hmm. I, I love it. I love it, chapter two. I'm like, the, I know I defend that a lot. Um, but look, you know, uh, I, haven't can't, seen I can't Annabelle. abide by he's that. But... <laughs> you have he's directing this too. And I think the only directing credit he has is, is Annabelle Comes Home, which I. Which have was not a seen. very fun.
0: <laughs> I saw that with Randall Colburn of the Losers yeah. Club. He's been on this podcast too. Uh, it was a lot of fun watching that movie. It's just a dumb, goofy, haunted house movie, essentially. It's PG 13. It's kind of tame. But was it. Yeah. Not, I wasn't, was it. I didn't, but I didn't leave done? that movie thinking. Guys, I didn't leave that movie thinking. God, I hope he gets Salem's Lot. You know, it wasn't one of those yeah. experiences.
2: Well, no, what's interesting is that I—I I know we joke sometimes about elevated horror, but look, I like a lot of elevated horror, and I feel like with a book like Salem's Lot, I kind of want one of the elevated horror guys to be handling it for yeah. real. I mean, yeah. I want someone who can really get that character development going and work with a large ensemble cast. I'm not—I'm not saying it won't be good. Like I said, I liked it chapter two, and I love Swamp Thing, and so I'm not—I'm not completely out on Gary Dauberman. But when I think about what I love about Salem's Lot, you almost want like uh, the horror movie version of Robert Altman or someone to do it, which I don't know who yeah. that is, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Paul for Thomas it. Anderson, yeah, <laughs> like, would, I, I, God, what a great swing that would be if he had done that, oh, man. And I mean, I, I am excited for it, I just because it's Salem's Lot, it's my, f- mm-hmm. my favorite King book. Um, look, I will say, I don't think any of the adaptations though have used the apostrophe at the front of the S because it's short for Jerusalem's Lot, and this one's not doing it either. I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to get hung up on
0: titles tonight, but uh, it pisses yeah. me off, God damn it! It really infuriated me initially. I'm kidding; it didn't really. Me. All right, hey, before we, because I think uh Mac and Dam, I know this, but no joke, Vanderbilt. What was the original title to Salem's Lot when King was writing it? Do you know the answer? It's not Lot Two
4: Forty Nine, is it?
0: No, that would be <laughs> no. That uh, that's be Thomas Pitchin. Lot Forty Nine, Thomas Pinch. <laughs> Speaking of PTA, <laughs> it it was called Second Coming.
2: Yeah. I, I
0: saw a movie
4: the, called Second Coming. It was very different, though.
0: I bet you it was. <laughs> I'll guarantee God. you it was. Uh, so, what do you? Th- what's your temperature on, on Salem's Lot? Uh, of course, the Man. temperature being a very uh, you know loose uh, bit it's that we've been doing for the last. It's gonna years. be
4: hard to top that Toby Hooper mini series. Mm-hmm. I never read the book, so I don't know how faithful that mini series is to the book. But that mini series is terrifying. Such great performances from David Soul and is uh, it. Which Mason is uh, it?
0: Uh, James Mason. James Mason. James Mason. Too, you as can't for do Thunderbird,
4: the Thunderbird wine has a very unique flavor. All of it. early Fred James Willard
2: Mason. in it too. Yeah,
4: that's young right. Fred Willard. It's gonna be hard to top that. So I'm I'm, I'm down on the uh, cold side for this one. Maybe a a ten.
0: Is it yeah. a theatrical film? Oh yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's it's a big release. I mean, they're they're gonna be Warner Bros. Is gonna be promoting the hell out of this as you know from the makers of it and everything I else. going on. I just
4: feel like they're gonna muck it up with a bunch of special effects that don't need to be there. That I'm vampire sure be... is one hundred percent cool in that first movie. I, well, you I, know what's I'm
3: fascinating sure, though, I sure
0: is that. Go ahead, Mac. I
3: was just gonna say, I am sure we're gonna get like the reveal of the of the Barlow vampire. Uh, I don't know which version they're doing in this one, but we get the Barlow vampire reveal uh, to um, Fox on the Run.
0: <laughs> Another weird uh, music drop. They just drop. have these weird music drops and mu- needle drops. See, I would love films. that.
4: I would, I'd be into that.
0: Well, Vanderbilt, the Barlow, the vampire in the book, is much more of a Dracula character. He talks. He looks like a normal person. Right. Whereas they made him Nosferatu and, and Speechless. Yeah. In the Toby Hooper version, which was obviously a huge change. Yeah. But I think that change worked pretty damn good in that movie. Okay. Thought, you know. Because I mean, look, here's what I'm like. You got fucking James Mason over here as his assistant. <laughs> you don't need to have some other great actor. You got fucking James Mason here doing all the great dialogue. You don't need this other guy. Um, so of course I'm gonna go see this. A- am I optimistic? I cannot sit here and tell you yes. I would say I am slightly more optimistic about this movie than our next movie. And it's coming out two days before my birthday, October 14th. It's a film by... Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much.
2: I think on the day this comes out, it's everyone's birthday. Let's just put that
0: out. Everybody's <laughs> born again, as it were. Uh, directed by David Gordon Green, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichek, Kyle Richards, and, of course, returning champion Will Patton.
4: Hey, I just heard from an inside source. Evil may die tonight in Halloween. Halloween, ends, Halloween Or at ends. least in the late afternoon.
0: Get, get Listen to this rich uh Tagline or the rich premise here: the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to an end again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a question mark at the end of uh, at the end of the end.
0: I, I, I will say this: I saw there's a a new promo photo because they just started filming, um, of Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy and Kyle Richards, and I was reminded that my favorite part, no joke, of Halloween Kills was all the Kyle Richards stuff. Um. Because she's coming back again as Lindsay. What's that?
4: Were you fucking with us?
0: No, I thought that was the best stuff. (laughs) No, no, yeah, we we were all Lindsay stuff, and we we were all unity on that. I was like, well, let's spend more time with this character who we have not spent time with for forty-five years, as opposed to these other characters who we have spent time with in various iterations over the last forty-five years. So you know, if we get a little more screen time for her, it's it's apparently it takes place uh, four years later. So it takes place. In 2022, uh, the year, of course, in which this is going to be coming out, so you kind of you're, you're distancing yourself from the first two. You can kind of do a fresh take on whatever's going on. Maybe it won't even be in Haddonfield, although that bar looks like the same bar that they were at in the last one. So maybe love that place again.
2: I know, I know. I was, I think, from what I remember, Vanderbilt and I were because y'all are bringing it up. Oh, why don't these people just leave Haddonfield and Vanderbilt? And I were like, no, no, it makes sense that you traumatized can. people yeah. would stay where they are they don't get out after halloween kills though i mean I, <laughs> thank I mean, you that was, thank that you dan i guess night.
3: it only takes two massacres in a town for you to move but i mean i,
2: I i've seen that movie i don't want to times. say you're asking for it at that point but you're kind of <laughs> you know, asking for it at that point i i've watched halloween kills about 5 times and during one of the times <laughs> I, I counted what? i counted oh, yeah. how many people when it was on peacock not i only saw it twice in theaters um but I counted on my fingers how many people were dying. I should have written it down, but it was definitely over thirty. So, so mm. I think when over thirty people die, not counting all the people that died in the seventies, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's maybe time to pack it up and maybe go to I don't know Northern California. Uh, Shut to that town down. Shut it or at down. Least you, you do,
0: private school. Yeah. At least leave town for three hundred sixty, or at least for one night. Just leave town on Halloween.
3: I have a question about my, my Michael Myers on. After Halloween Kills, why? Why does he leave for four years and come back arbitrarily?
0: Oh, uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, know.
2: he was—I think he, he was was—he's been doing that for years. The end. <laughs> he's, he was pretty hurt, so I think he needs so to go. So he's to not be,
3: supernatural.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's—it's realistic. Um, you know, he's going to go. Up, he's going to go. Hop in the back, the tank. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think he needs to go uh, Visit hook Dr. up with the Weapon X project and um, you know, in that tank. No. Here's what I heard. I
0: heard he's gonna he's gonna pass out in this creek and then wake up and there's gonna be a hermit there, <laughs> and he's gonna stay with the hermit for a year and then, for four years and then wake up with the Mark of Thorn. Well, you because know, we're back. The Mark of Thorn is back for Halloween ends. Uh,
3: there's a reason why we all need to watch the the, the Batman. Because I heard that Myers is going to show up in Raza Ghoul's uh, resurrection stit? pit. Oh.
0: <laughs> <Is> Lizer... <laughs> All right, listen. Me, no, it it's my fault for making the Batman jokes to the beginning. I, I, let, I take full responsibility.
4: Let me go on record that I hate the four-year time jump, and I'm mad, still mad that they didn't keep the original ending for Halloween Kills.
0: I know. Ending was the, cool.
2: I watched. I watched so, it on Amazon. It was good.
0: Okay, I have a question for you, Caffrey. So I know they've got. The the Blu-ray, the steelbook has come out. You know, the steelbook yeah, has yeah, come out. Yeah. <laughs> now, is the alternate ending the actual new ending on there, or is it a separate feature?
2: Oh, so I don't know. I just watched the ending. Um, if I'm being quite honest, someone ripped it off the Amazon stream I just oh watched God. it on YouTube. Yeah, that's so, what I saw. <laughs> so, so the ending I saw was exactly like the one in the screenplay. it's um, I mean, honestly, it's the same. It, it, the way they did it in the theatrical release, it's literally just cutting off before she before she calls um or before Michael picks up and she hears the breathing and they see her walk out of the hospital so um which I and look I get I get why they didn't do that once they decided to do the time jump um I still think it just adds more urgency and is a little bit more satisfying than the one we did get I don't know I'm I was anti time jump I am wondering though now if it maybe because you can't really escalate Halloween Kills. Whether or not you liked <laughs> the movie, you cannot really go more than that. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, you, some might argue it already did, you know, go jump the shark, as they say. So I do think, and I and I love that movie, but I do think that um, the distance and the slowing down might allowed the movie to end on a higher note and or at least a more universally accepted note because from as as awesome as it did at the box office it was pretty polarizing Dan, for, for fans do you I think.
3: think this movie is gonna be a straight drama where michael run <laughs> wa- bumps into laurie on the street and they just have like a conversation in a diner for two hours what was it Manchester by the Sea? <laughs>
2: They're like the, um, he's like you know I thought about it and those podcasters were right. <laughs> we just you know what? I would, well, said nobody ever.
0: Here's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's what I'll say. It was a lot. More, January was a lot more fun. You know, covering scream because I think we all uh, genuinely liked the new. Screen yeah, we movie. were in consensus
2: for like the first time
0: ever. Um, I think. But I think last October was tough because a lot of us did not like Halloween Kills at all. And so that made it kind of like a slog of a month to have to kind of be so negative about the I podcast. mean, it depends. It was a great
2: month for me. I loved it. <laughs> I gave that movie three stars out of four. You did, but
0: every time you said it, there's always a caveat. <laughs> <It was laughs> like, it was like, well, here's the thing <laughs> it was <a> ca- caveat <laughs> think, laden three out of four.
4: If you think about it this way.
0: Uh, okay, so look, look, it's gonna be, it's gonna be once again, it's gonna be our October coverage, baby. Halloween, I'm ends. fucking
2: stoked, man. I, I had, a, I had like one of the best October's ever for lots of reasons, and uh, the Halloween kills. Yeah, yeah, Justin's birth, <laughs> just birthday first, uh, Halloween kills right after that. Oh, I
4: got to um, sit in between these guys in the theater, though. That was that was that was a real treat. I, I hate we were s- laughing
0: a lot, though. You, to be fair, we were having a, fun we're having time. a good time. We're I, a good time. You guys
4: I was, being, I, I was, I was not being facetious. I had a blast in that you, theater. That afternoon,
2: you, after you know, I love you guys, and that I, I miss being able to hang out with you in person all the time and everything. I am so glad I didn't see it with you. That would have <laughs> oh, been, would have been, <laughs> and, I mean, I and, I yeah, we were No,
3: I think, yeah. I think you would have still been able to enjoy it, Dan. But I, I missed. Oh, we weren't talking. I missed stern looks and shushes. <laughs>
4: the best was I don't know if we even mentioned it on the show, but Rothman running out of the place, and then the three of us kind of hanging out, and then the, the publicist walking up. Do you guys have anything to say, good or bad?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's she was funny. kind of defeated.
0: The best, she, even she was like, I, I don't know about I this one. She stuck
2: around. I was like, I'll take this. Yes. <laughs> Rothman's vomiting in the bathroom. <laughs> oh
0: God. <laughs> It was a high budget. It was a bloody, it was a bloody body count. To be fair, it was pretty disgusting. Dude, my my, okay.
2: Susan, my wife loves it. She's like that was the most fucking fun like I've had at the movies all year. So, and she hates like a lot of those Halloween movies. So, anyway, we, so, we so should take the, that as you will, that. listeners. <laughs> she hates <Yeah>. movies.
0: <laughs> she liked this one. Um, next up on the list is a movie that has actually caused a bit of a positive stir at the Sundance Film Festival. And, you know, I had the review pulled up, but then I Googled Bulgaria Hot. <laughs> so, <I> gotta, <laughs> so now i got to find it again. What but else is it's, coming um, up on
4: Bulgaria Hot, though,
0: Justin? Uh, yeah, to be fair, I had my safe search on, thank God. But uh, the movie's called Watcher, and it's directed by Chloe Okuno, who uh, did one of the entries on the XX uh, anthology horror films. That, the horror anthology that came out a couple years ago. Mm. Uh, this is starring Maycomb Monroe, who was in one of my favorite horror movies of the last decade, uh, It Follows, which, I don't know if you listen carefully on, on the Scream film, it was name-checked at the oh, very beginning. Oh, The movie that. was name-checked. The movie, It Follows. Oh, It Follows,
2: yes, yes, of course, yeah. A and and, and starring, The Guest also.
0: Uh, of course, The Guest is also awesome, yes. Uh, and this is also going to be starring Byrne Gorman, who's been in a lot of things, but let's go deep, deep reference here. Torchwood. You know what I'm talking about, folks? He was on Torchwood for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Carl Glusman who... Uh, Fun fact, uh, just got divorced from Zoe Kravitz. He's also in this film. And the premise is this. A young woman (laughs) moves into a new apartment with her fiancé only to be tormented by the feeling that she is being stalked by an unseen watcher in an adjacent building. This gets some... uh, The vibes I'm getting from this right away and maybe I'm not sure if the three of you have seen this movie and... God forbid I, I reference it here, but I have to because it's just a famous movie. Uh, Roman Polanski's the tenant. That's all I'll say. I'm well, some tenant um, vibes. What do you think? K-
4: Katie Reif, our friend of the pod at, mm-hmm. over at the AV Club, said it kind of feels like a modern day Giallo, except with less stylish clothes.
0: Oh, so it sounds like 2022.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> that sounds like okay. some,
0: someone's watching me, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, someone's it's watching, watching me. Lots that, yeah. Someone's watching me. So there's no spoilers, but um, Megan Navarro, who's who's been on this podcast a couple of times, I think she was on our 20 Days Later episode, which you can find on our Patreon, and she was on our um, Basic Instinct episode uh, this season. She said, Watcher favors a slow, steady build without much action or thrilling sequences. Instead, Okuno opts to capture the psychological unraveling of her heroine in intimate, stylish fashion. Paranoia and claustrophobia become far more critical than a body count. It's a measured, moody psychodrama that allows Okuno to wear her influences on her sleeves, making them her own until one bloody and satisfying finale. All right, I'm game. Let's check it out. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. There's um, no uh, release date yet, as of yet, but I'm, I'm assuming this will come out probably in late 2022. What do you, what do you, what do you folks think about that? What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think? Because Vanderbilt, obviously, you've talked to, to Katie about it. Who's seen it? Yeah. So um, how are you feeling about this?
4: She didn't recommend it to me out of the sun oh. I can't. <laughs> she said, you, I don't know if you're going to really enjoy this one. Like, and she knows my style pretty well. I don't know. It sounds a little dull for my taste. And like, I like that she compared it to Giallo, which interests me. But part of the fun of watching Giallo is how visually stylish everything is with all the bright colors and the cool and outfits. And the... Yeah,
0: everybody is, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, the costumes that pop, the yellows and the reds that pop. And usually, I feel like everybody in Giallo movies, and I mean this with all the affection in the world, they're always wearing like uh, yellow raincoats. You know what I mean? That's like, it's, folks, it's eighty degrees outside. I mean, I know it looks great when the blood splashes on it, but come on. They all
4: just uh, got their order from from mod cloth. not mod Modcloth, uh, Adam Retro. The uh, <laughs> they do all the British style clothing. Look at their and,
0: Italian looks; they look cool. Yeah. And none of the we'll dubbing. See. And none yeah. of the dubbing. Mac, what's your temperature on this?
3: Yeah, I'm down for a patient horror film. I'm, we're getting so many like in-your-face horror this year. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, it'll be a nice break from that. I think.
0: Caffrey, when you heard the title, did you immediately think of Dr. Dre's song "Watcher" from his um, the Dre Two Thousand album?
2: Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. I Actually, thought of "Watchers" by Dean Koontz. Dude, and I, wonder, ah. it's a, I thought of the
4: the Corey Haim's in the original. Yeah, right. The movie's pretty good. Right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's I, like three of them.
2: Yeah, it's, um, I would argue, I mean, I've read, I don't know, five or 16 Koons novels. It's definitely the one that stands out. I think it's the one that put him on the map. Um, But hey, it has nothing to do with this movie, right? So, no, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about it. I don't know. I There seemed to be a lot of prestige horror being shown at Sundance this year. I mean, there's that hatching movie, which all I know is that egg image from it. Um, There's the You Won't Be Alone, which is the witch, uh, moved out which uh, an old witch. And... Mm-hmm. Of those three, this is probably the one I'm least excited about just because the premise seems the least exciting. I'm not saying it means it'll be bad or that it won't blow the other two out of the water. But you know me, I like monsters. I like, I like pops of color. Um, I like freaky stuff. So I think just from a pure external marketing view, I'm a little bit more excited about what if. some of the other ones making the festival circuit, but I'll see this one. Yeah, yeah. What if, if Burn
3: Gorman was wearing a cloud with a kite trail
2: <laughs> in this? <laughs> oh, if, would you go God. see it? Would you go see it? Would oh, you yeah. be more excited about it? He's, uh, yeah, I think so. And if he starts spelling his name, well, I guess is his name with a, an E? Because that's a good horror. Uh, nah, it's star a strip.
0: burn. B-U-R. Straight up burn. Well, burn Dan, Gorman. I know you you love monsters, but can I interest you in some monsters? Oh, oh, that's oh, yes, right. You Rob can. Zombie. Absolutely. Rob Zombie's take on the Munsters, to be announced, date. I'm sure, much like Halloween Kills, it will be on Peacock. And this is starring, in my opinion, sincerely, a a very underrated actor who seems to only do Rob Zombie movies for some reason. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yeah, he is. Very good actor. Excellent. He was was very good in Lords of uh, Salem. He was also in the Not-So-Good 31. Wait, I do take it back. Wasn't he in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Mike Vanderbilt you are the Once Upon let a Time me, in Hollywood expert
4: let me, let me look him up I, you look uh, him up I'll
0: give the rest of this cast we've got the great Sherry Moon Zombie back again Daniel Roebuck of course of in my opinion River's he, Edge he was not River's Justin. Edge he or, is not
4: in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he looks like he could be though
0: he was shooting, he was in something good he was shooting Three from Hell alright okay, okay was a three, that's the great <laughs> movie I was thinking I was get Three from Hell and that no, movie see, that let, stuff let, let, it wasn't
4: Satanic Panic. That movie wasn't good. He
0: was uh, on well, West. He was on Westworld for a West bunch World. of episodes, Justin. That's not what I'm thinking of. But anyway, Easy listen. McCoy. But the most important thing I discovered a couple of days ago is that the Seventh Doctor himself, Sylvester McCoy, is playing Igor in the monsters. So okay, all right. Uh, you have my speaking of uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, though. Sylvester you McCoy have my interest. Wait, what's the line? <laughs>
4: Uh, you have my curiosity or something like that yeah
0: alright there we go anyway you have my
4: curiosity now you have my interest
0: sure how do you not know this you're the Tarantino head here I've probably seen
4: Django the least though
0: alright well fair enough I should also mention that um, Jeff Daniel Phillips was in Zodiac that's probably the movie I was thinking of there you go the great Zodiac you know I will say this as somebody who constantly pokes fun at a lot of the last you know 15 years of Rob Zombie movies Except for Lords of Salem Which I do think is pretty good I think that his style Is perfect for this movie though You know what I mean? Because... Unless he tries to do a serious spin, which I really do not think he's going to do. See, I think this is going to be a... What do you think is going to happen there? Is, for, is he gonna for, make a fucked up monster? Is what's going to for, happen? For
4: all, for all the jokes online when it was announced and when the pictures yeah. came out, all that meme opinion, oh, he's casting Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh, he's going to make him hillbillies and listen to dinosaur rock music. You know, I <laughs> dinosaur think... Dinosaur
3: rock music. <laughs> dinosaur I rock think
4: that he <laughs> because he loves this property so much i mean of course you now he did do what he did halloween but say what you will about halloween 2 his halloween 2 i can't sit here and say it's a good movie at least it's different and it has everything. a Munsters reference
2: in it too the, well, it's the, got half the cast in this The guy the guy who owns the strip club is i think dressed as herman Munster for halloween <laughs> yeah. as he has sex with right. the stripper and the monsters are also him. in uh licorice pizza at one point. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, you see, isn't it. not that John C. Riley playing it Fred is. Gwynn? So I think we he, are.
4: Yeah. It's, we're going to have a monster Sans coming up, I think. But I think Rob Zombie, because he likes it so much, I think, I, I really think he's going to turn into something that's actually fun and funny and captures the tone of the old series with, and maybe updates it just a little bit. I'm, well, I have faith in him on this one, and if not, faith, I am definitely interested in what he's going to do yes. because I think he's got a great eye. I don't like his writing. So much, I know hey, he's writing this one as well. I'm sure, as uh, I'm always, pretty sure. Yeah, because yeah. I like Lords of Salem until the ending, but even then, the ending is fine. Yeah, like, it just that's really Rob Zombie, like that and he's yeah, it's cool. It's, I dig You that want to talk probably. about something that's got some atmosphere to it, some yeah. ambiance. Yeah. I dig that one, like you said, Justin. Thirty-one stunk, though, and I've always had a bad taste in my mouth from when I was really excited for House of a Thousand Corpses because I was still reading Fangoria pretty heavily at the time, and all the hubbub about all the hullabaloo about uh, how this this, this movie is so scary. Universal dropped it. Lionsgate had to pick it up, and then I saw it, and it's like this: it's fine, but it's silly. There is yeah. nothing scary in this movie. I, I I was a bait and switch, but. Uh, yeah, I'm in for the monsters. I, Count Mac, me. Mac,
0: you know, Vanderbilt mentioned Dinosaur Rock, which I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out. You, Mac, is he talking about like, uh, the album Electric Warrior?
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, Vanderbilt
0: got the joke, and now Caffrey gets the joke. Does Mac get the joke? Uh, you know, T-Rex. Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
3: I, I, I got it.
4: Uh, <laughs> I got it. It's very funny.
3: Ultimately... Yeah, I'm actually very looking forward to this. I think it's all it's all going to hinge on the trailer. It, it, like you said, Justin, if it if it is tongue-in-cheek and it is zany and it is trying to be the monsters, just Rob Zombie doing it, great. Because I think that that would be really fun and funny. Um, what I would like to see, because if it was like the monsters from that era in today, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, like it'd be like, like fish breed, out of water kind of thing. Situation. Like that could be really funny. Um, well, they did the
4: monsters today in the '80s, if you remember.
0: That's right. Well, they that's rebooted correct. the monsters oh, in the well, '80s as the monsters today. I can The guy who played Herman Munster in that is the sheriff and demon knight who gets punched th- through the head by Billy Zane. Wow! Oh, How about that? How about that? Nice. Poll, you freaks uh, out there. You like that?
3: <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, the bar is set pretty low. Uh, but again, if this is a true blue comedy. Like what are we comparing it to? Because he doesn't—he's—he hasn't really done that in a while. So I'm—I'm I'm very interested to see what they—what do, he does with this.
0: Mac, let me tell you something I'm interested in, and this is a property that's near and dear to my heart—a uh, film franchise that I like about twenty to thirty percent of, maybe even forty percent, and that is Hellraiser because Hellraiser is back. Yes. Uh, directed by David Bruckner, and at first I thought to myself. As I always think to myself, about 90% of movie uh, press releases, why? But I, I will say this one has me a little uh, a little intrigued. It's directed by David Bruckner, who uh, very recently did a film called The Night House that came out last year that a few people here I know have seen and thought was pretty good. He did Ritual, which is available for anybody in the world to see on the Netflix channel. <laughs> the Netflix channel. Am I 90 years old? But it is on the Netflix channel, folks. This movie <laughs> is going to be starring Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. Uh, for all of you since 8 heads out there, uh, this is a very intriguing casting, to say the very least. Uh, pretty unknown cast, except for Goran Viznijic, who was in ER for years. Here's something I discovered today, too. The Odessa Azeon is playing a character. Maybe they changed the name, but this character's name is not in the Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. So I'm wondering how much of an adaptation this is going to be, or are they just going to take, once again, and maybe positively, the pinhead, uh, the box, the Cenobites, and create a whole new story around that. Uh, Dan Caffrey, I know you're a really big Clive Barker head. Uh, w- w- how are you feeling about Hellra- Hellra- this new Hellraiser that's supposed to be coming out this year?
2: Look, there's nowhere to go but up with Hellraiser, right? Speaking <laughs> <laughs> <true. So> <laughs> no, of a low that it... bar
0: that Max said about monsters, I mean this. Yeah,
2: is... I mean t- to be fair, I have not seen all those sequels. I just know their reputation. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I-, I don't know. It's interesting that it's not based on the Hellbound Heart. it, that could, no, does... it could very well be. Maybe they oh, just oh, changed the I thought you were saying it was. It could be. No, yeah.
3: no, just do something else. Do something new, please, God.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I, mean, I look. I'll go see it, right? I love Hellraiser. I love Clive Barker. To Max's point, I mean, it's not like we haven't explored that universe plenty. Huh? <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I would say if we're doing the temperature thing. I would say this one's like maybe a, you know, seventy degrees for me. Like, I'm. I, it's like it's more of a legacy kind of thing. And it's I, like, I should...
0: it's like San Diego.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Look at the seals, the the seal cinnabites. There's just the seal with the sealabites. The sealabites. Uh, no, and and I do like Hellraiser a lot, but you know I do drop off a little bit after uh, Bloodline. And I love the comics. I love the book and everything, but it doesn't. I would say the franchise has dipped to the point where I don't have like that always coming back interest that I have in Halloween, you know, like Halloween always does enough good to make me want to come back. And I'm, you know, that's always going to be my favorite franchise. So, um, that's why I'm that's, why I'm a, a mid cool 70 on this one.
0: You know, it's, it's, and then for me, I feel like let's be optimistic, you know, 50 years from now when we're at Mike Vanderbilt's funeral and they say, Justin, <laughs> what's one of your longest lasting memories of Mike Vanderbilt. And I'll say, um, he always thought the Hellraiser three hell on earth was the best Hellraiser.
4: I said it was the best sequel, to be fair. Oh,
0: I see. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, so Except when, I probably where, where, do
4: enjoy it more. <laughs> I probably do enjoy it more than the first one. Why what? am I backtracking? Shame hey, look,
0: I, I, have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for the third one, too. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying. It's so the Freddy we're, we're, of Pinhead. It, it, it's the MTV version of, of yeah. Pinhead, for sure. Uh, where, where do you sit on, uh, on really Hellraiser?
4: I, I really I mean, I, I checked the box <laughs> on our list, but I, I really don't care because Hellraiser was just never one of my favorite franchises. That's and, right. To piggyback on what Dan said, you can only go up from here. But I mean, that's I mean that's low, 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 lowered expectations.
0: I mean, this is a series right. that literally made movies in order to not lose rights. I know? really <laughs> hope they bring. I really hope
4: they bring in a police procedural element because that's always my favorite part. Finally, for films, <laughs> yeah. when they bring in a police procedural element, we're going to do it. They this did one's that in the
0: cops. They
3: did that in, in Inferno. Uh, I know they always
0: do it. They do it. A they did times. it in Judgment. they, yeah. they. they did it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know I'm at, I'm at 100. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of thing that
0: I mean, this is this is going to be a series, correct? Or is it a movie? No, it's a movie. It's it's going to be on and it's going to be on Hulu. I
4: think but the series is still happening. Is a series. That's a whole different thing. Well. There's a
0: series that is uh, David Gordon Green is in charge of and that's I think an HBO tied uh, deal, but that hasn't really started production yet. So Interesting. They're just it's two separate things.
3: Well, if this is not just a rehash, remake, redo of the original Hellraiser, I'm I'm game. I, you don't need to do that. Like it, it. All you need is someone has opened up the box and help. Pinhead shows up with the Cenobites and says his spiel. It could be anything. You could do it in any place, anywhere. You could have a child open up the box. Mm. There's so many things you could do with this franchise, and they keep doing the same thing or keep trying to capture that first movie i'm like and if you're gonna do that then lean more into that where you know frank's the real killer and you know the Cenobites are just like a plot device you know to move the story along. you know i mean like if you're gonna do that then don't lean on it but the problem is is that everyone knows pinhead now everyone associates with that so they're not gonna have the guff to they're not going to have the, the the bravery to well, do
1: maybe, that you know
0: maybe they will i do feel like no matter how what we feel about the last uh you know 28 years of or 25 years <laughs> of Hellraiser movies i do feel like they're putting a little bit more care into this at least you know they're not just dumping this onto I something mean, and this is a, a a director of some note who's kind of coming yeah. up you got a, a, a yeah. kind of intriguing actor playing pinhead you know, I think there's they're going to hopefully be taking some risks and, with this
4: one. Yeah, let me, and talking about taking risks, I think for a series that obviously has so many from the book on and the movies, so much uh, roots in uh, kink and BDSM, like, bring some sex into it. Like, it was yeah. kind of there in the first, but they've always, you know, they were always a little bit more cagey about it. Like, I ain't saying Mike in a full-on, you know, adult film, but be brave in that element. Like, bring really a little could. bit more of that in. They've always kind of teased it, but never went full- Full throttle
0: on it. I mean, Dan, I think that the first movie is still pretty faithful, even in terms of the S&M aspect of it all. I think there are other Clyde Barker stories that are far more sexual yeah. than the Hellbound Heart is. You know? Honestly,
2: I, f- I feel like Cabal and the Hellbound Heart are – there, he he almost doesn't have a lot on the page. He's very impressionistic. He doesn't go really far into detail about what the Cenobites look like, just like he doesn't really go into detail about what the monsters and Nightbreed look like. It's more described in kind of surreal, vague terms. Um, but the actual events, I mean, it's been a minute since I've read it, but I think the actual events, like the just the skeleton of the story beats in Hellbond Heart, it, it all happens in Hellraiser. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a short ball. novella. I mean, it's, it's just yeah, a novella. it's a novella, just like Kabbalah's. Yeah, so th- I think that, it's it's weird. I almost feel like his more developed um, stories are the ones that that where the adaptation falters
0: a little bit. Well, a lot of franchise movies coming out, I just realized, Jesus, <laughs> we got Halloween, we got Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Um, and Munsters. That's franchise. Munsters, that's okay. franchise. Hellraiser. You know what's coming out this year, folks? That doesn't have a release date. Evil Dead Rises directed by Lee Cronin, starring relative unknowns, Aly- Alyssa Sutherland, Lily Sullivan, Gabriel Eccles, Morgan Davies, Nell Fisher, Mia Chalice, a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. And folks, we announced it on social media. But yes, season... Good God, season five of Halloweenies is going to be all things Evil Dead. And I do mean all things, because with the Scream movies, you know, we had Randy's Rex because at the time there were only four Scream entries. But before we give our temperature on Evil Dead Rises, let's talk about what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing the original trilogy, the Sam Raimi-directed, Bruce Campbell starring the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Army of Darkness, which of course was originally titled Medieval Dead, which is still the greatest title that never was. We're going to be talking about the Fede Alvarez, you know, the guy who did the co-story for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the guy who said, let's get rid of the sequels and make a Texas Jansen Massacre sequel. Um, we're going to do his movie. We're going to be covering, we haven't discussed exactly how we're going to uh, kind of whittle it down to an episode or two, but we're going to be discussing the stars Ash vs. Evil Dead series that's five months right there we're going to be ranking everything of course we're going to have a month or an episode devoted to the many video game adaptations and we've got some exciting tie-ins with that, that i think we'll be discussing in the weeks and months to come and then folks that's seven months right there and we're starting this in march which means that in october guess what we're doing in october Halloween ends all things <laughs> Halloween. We're going back to Haddonfield once again in October. Probably that not for the last
4: time either. Oh,
0: absolutely uh, not. Definitely not. Although to be fair the, the press release did say the Laurie Stroh, Michael Myers saga comes to an end. So thank God. Spine chilling climax. uh Excuse some, me. some things <laughs> I've seen, uh, they've already <laughs> seen um, it. So we'll be t- discussing know. all things, you know, we'll be, I'm sure we'll, we'll be doing the commentary for Halloween kills and we'll be doing some other fun stuff for Halloween. Of course. Uh now the question we'll be are, due, Actually
4: will be due For a Halloween season Of the witch commentary This year
0: That's right You're right That's going to be the, the Which I know the a lot of entry. people Will
4: be very excited for
0: Yes Yes And then I forgot what we do We do have something To fill out in November we'll, we'll be discussing it. You'll see our release date Later on this year But And then December You know what A couple of years ago We did Black Christmas uh, This past December We did Black Christmas And guess what we're doing again Black Christmas. White Christmas. In December. With Bing Crosby. Wow. Bing Crosby, of course. Bing,
3: buff, boom. <laughs> now, November, Justin. I was waiting for it. November Oh, wait, is, Mac, uh, what's November? November is our Evil
0: Dead ranking. All right, well, then what am I missing? If you get everything you, there, You're missing
3: Evil Dead Rise. You didn't plug it in.
0: That I missed a goddamn new movie that's coming out. You're right. <laughs> wow. so, yeah, we, we don't do know when know. it's going to come. That's why. Yes. This is going to be dropping on HBO Max. So the good thing about this is that no matter what's going on in the world, this should not be affecting box office. I don't think that the, any release dates will be affected. So basically, we could put out a, a calendar saying, oh, you know, in March we're going to be doing Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 in April. But when Evil Dead Rise comes out, that is going to be the episode for that month. And then we'll be push back the rest of the movies as we go on. But um, look, I... We, don't, we won't get into rankings, obviously, but I do love that original trilogy quite a bit. And Sam Raimi, once again, is involved in this, but much like the uh, Fede Alvarez Evil Dead, no the... Hey, much like the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, no the... Uh, Sam Raimi did not write or direct this, but apparently he and Bruce Campbell and I believe Robert Tappert are very involved in the production of this movie. So, Mike Vanderbilt, is your temperature... Let's you know what, fuck it. Let's go with uh, architecture. Are you in the and lo- the ground floor? Are you in the lobby, or are you in like the penthouse suite? When it comes to Evil Dead Rise,
4: I'm over on floor thirteen. But if you notice, most buildings don't have a 13th floor,
0: floor thirteen. The building I work in. That's the I, I'm on the I'm on the twelfth floor, and then the fourteenth floor is right above us.
4: Yeah, I, you know what? I'm uh, over like fifty percent, so I'm about like right in the middle of the building because. The Evil Dead movie is that, as like you said, that original trilogy. Grew up with them, love them. I mean, arguably three perfect films, possibly. We'll, mm, we'll get yeah. to that later in the season, I'm sure. I'm not as big a fan with of the remake, though, because I thought it kind of took a lot of the fun out of the mm. Evil Dead films. Even that first film, which I think is absolutely terrifying because it has that transgressive quality that maybe somebody actually got killed on that set that I love from films of that era. It's actually a lot of fun. And you can tell that these guys really weren't into horror movies as much as they were into comedy. And they knew that you can tell horror movie was going to make money and they were going to go all out on it. So the synopsis of evil dead rise kind of, it kind of falls flat for me with a little bit, because when they bring up the idea of a strange sisters, I'm afraid they're going to try and make it important. That doesn't Mm. necessarily have to be with that description. Because I think they need to lean more into the fun to really make this a true uh, Evil Dead film. Because Ash versus the Evil Dead, on the other hand, which I think was very silly, I thought they betrayed the character of Ash a little bit, making him so unlikable that it betrayed that, that Ash that we met through 1, 2, and 3.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that series, which I did like more often than not. Uh, yeah, but so, um, yeah, uh, yeah a,
4: a new Evil Dead movie uh, with the original guys involved. Let's see. But like I said, the remake, uh, the original make, didn't do much for me. So maybe if they go uh, in a different direction from that, I'll dig it.
0: Uh, Maquis.
3: Yeah, you know when I read the, the initial uh, synopsis for this, I, I just can't get Demons Two out of my head. But yeah, um, yeah. you know, not to say that they've cornered the market on. <laughs> High rise, uh, uh, <laughs> possession films, or whatever. But uh, you know, if it's a if it's a new take on that, I'm with you there, Vanderbilt, on the the sisters thing. But you know, I mean, I guess if you read the plot to Evil Dead, you know, and and, right. and the dynamic between Ash and his sister and stuff in that movie, like you could maybe think that that was going to be serious. But I gotta I gotta believe that if if Ramey, Tapper and Campbell are that involved it's going to definitely still feel in the spirit of evil dead. And honestly, if you're looking, it's not like they decided to go back to serious with ash versus evil dead. If anything, they get more campy and more comedy, um, central. So I have a feeling that this will probably be really fun and funny film. I would think. Right. So I I I I want that balance, I guess to what
4: you're saying, that balance that the evil dead movies kind of mastered.
3: I agree. Um, I'm 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 interested. I'm 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 on the. I mean, how many floors are in this building? I'm closer to the penthouse because, I generally, you know, I'm just a bit, I don't want to give my I don't want to start ranking things because I start I could rattle them off. Yeah. But I'm very generally interested in this. Um, yeah, so we'll see.
0: Well, Lee Cronin, who's directing this, also wrote it. So this is a kind of, God. I, don't, I hate when people use this too much, but it is auteur-driven. You know, this is somebody's vision that he's putting onto the big screen. Or should I say the small screen on HBO Max coming soon. Uh, Caffrey, I'm, looking it, I know I'm,
4: looking, I'm looking at his other movies and... Let's not a lot. He's done sh- shorts mostly. Mm-hmm. And all the posters look a little dour, but maybe that's just how they sell horror movies now. I don't know.
0: We shall see. But I know, Caffrey, you said... You almost quit the podcast. You said, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm I don't want to talk no, I'm kidding. This uh, is the one thing he doesn't <laughs> the like. The one he thing Cathy doesn't like fucking hates the evil death. I said, I said uh, look, no. we're
2: doing the Transformers movie for for <laughs> seven months or bust. I'm we leaving.
0: will figure one, it out we one, figure one it out.
2: minute of the well, the Transformers
4: movie minute by minute. <laughs> yeah.
0: But though, no, how are you feeling about this uh this new entry, Caffrey? Where's what's your are you on the the, the ground? Mac, you know I apologize. Real quick, Mac. You in the you in the lobby or you're in the, the penthouse? Where are you? What floor are you on?
3: I said I'm closer to the penthouse. Uh, I'm closer to the penthouse. All I'm, right. I, I, They haven't given me a reason to start doubting it yet. I mean, as soon okay. as we start seeing anything from it, or as soon as more details come out, I might start you know that, I might start taking the elevator down a couple of floors. But fair we'll enough, see.
0: Caffrey.
2: Yeah, I think I'm with Mac. Uh, I'm excited because I'm excited to discuss it on the pod. I don't, it's funny. Evil dead. I like a lot. I've never been obsessed with it at the same time. I don't think it has a bad entry like at all, especially this first three. I mean, it's, it's like kind of a, a Holy Trinity. Um, I'm with Vanderbilt. Uh, I don't, I don't hate the remake. I did find it a little joyless. Um, it didn't seem like it was having a ton of fun the way the first one does. Like the first one's still able to feel dangerous and strange, while still kind of winking at you, and I, I really appreciate. It. I just think that's like a Ramyism, and maybe it was wrong for me to expect that from the remake because it's a, a completely different writer and director. Um mm-hmm. And I haven't, I actually haven't watched Ash versus Evil Dead, Um so maybe once I do, that will get me closer to the penthouse. But yeah, it's a high quality series. I'm, I'm just excited to go into another season and talk about it all. Um, and I don't like, I haven't re, other than the first two. I probably haven't rewatched, definitely haven't rewatched Army of Darkness and the remake that much, and obviously the show. So I feel like there's actually more for me to discover in this franchise than maybe something like Halloween or mm-hmm. um, you know, Jason or some of the other movies we've covered. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, I, I, I love those first three, especially and, and the show. And I also wasn't that high on the remake, but I know that that's got a huge following. And I know that Mike Rothman, who's on this episode, is actually a pretty big fan. Yeah, he he covered it for the AV. Alvarez.
4: He covered it for the AV Club, so if any listeners yeah. want to go check
0: out his old reviews on there. oh, yeah, of uh, the series but I'm saying of the of the Freddy oh, Alvarez movie. He, liked yeah, it a he likes lot them both, too. Yeah. yeah so I just think it's going to be a lot of fun, you know it's it, the thing about the Evil Dead movies is that not only do we like them, but I think there's a lot that we genuinely think are just flat out great. Mm-hmm. and I can't really say that about a lot of the movies there's been some franchises that we've covered obviously that we like a lot you know <laughs> yeah. but a lot of them are kind of just like yeah they're, they're just good fun but you could argue and people will argue for all honestly at this point all four mm-hmm. of those movies in terms of greatness not just it's pretty good but greatness. Well, we, and I'm we looking also don't get... to figuring out what makes those movies tick. And, and really all four of those movies are different from one another, which oh, is totally. also kind of fascinating for this Absolutely. For being part we, of a franchise. We don't and get that.
4: Most of the creative, the same creative team through all yeah. of
2: them. We yeah. also don't get that. Like, I mean, kind of like scream in a way, actually. I mean, but there's a little bit more to cover than there's for scream. Um, we don't get that slog period either, you know, like with Halloween, even though i love a lot of the movies the timeline shit just gets really yeah. exhausting like there's so much you have to cut co- there's so much um uh like rigmarole you have to cover with halloween and jason and and honestly even um uh, fred 13th and freddie too because there's so many entries there's all these different fucking timelines there's a bunch of really questionable decisions throughout evil dead doesn't really have that like it mm. where I, I think it will stay really fun and light not light that we're not delving into it but like springing on its feet i don't think there's ever going to be a part a stretch of this season where we're going to feel like we're banging our heads against the wall Um, it's just (laughs) gonna
3: be a fun time man
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time obviously it's just a lot of fun talking all this stuff with all of you folks i know some of you have been talking about this stuff for uh decades now so it'll be fun to to go into this year with some more fun material and i mean we, we could talk about evil dead all night But why not just do it all year? So let's stop the episode right here. (laughs) And if you uh, haven't subscribed to our Patreon, please do. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Halloweeniespod. Uh, For January, we did audio commentary for I Know What You Did Last Summer. And we also did a a full movie uh, review podcast on John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Now, the next episode you'll hear on this main feed is going to be our big Scream season finale. We're going to rank... The Scream movies, and I'm going to say it here in recorded fashion, so you have to hold us to it. Because there's only five movies to rank, it won't take that long, but we'll also rank The Killers. Huh? That sounds fun. Everybody, everybody in the video is like, oh, my God, what am I going like, no, to fucking do? a oh, my God. No, no, nobody, there, it's going to be a lot of fun. One, there's only one great set of killers in that series. <laughs> well, well that'll yeah. be the challenge of ranking three through seven, won't it? Uh, <laughs> or four through nine, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that'll be in February. And we got a great season uh, five ahead after that. So, uh, But, of course, until then, this is the last time we're going to say this catchphrase will we'll be, be right, right,
3: right back fire and forget fire
0: and forget this is the end of our show for now We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden,
4: and more.